VPFI. Welcome to a new Rock and Roll Friday here, girl. We are here to talk specifically about the punk rock, okay? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course, we already started talking about some bands during the the pre-talk here. You talked about Bad Religion. I talked about Good Charlotte. I don't know why, but uh, whenever I listen to Good Charlotte, Emily, it takes me right away to my young, young years, like when I was 13, 14, 15, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I remember specifically Good Charlotte because they were the first band that I bought two CDs, the physical CDs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I bought the Good Charlotte and the Young and the Hopeless. Oh, it was they were great albums, great albums. Oh my gosh. Uh, you... Back in the time when you used to like buy CDs instead of just finding all the music online, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, but I mean, I used to I used to record some collections with lots of punk music, some metal songs too. Uh, I use I use it to love some for one because they mm. could mix the punk that I enjoyed. And the heavy, the heavy sound that uh, I believe it was a great combination. Do you know anything about Sun for One? I don't know anything about them, about the band itself. I just know the music. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I have something interesting to share about them with you. Uh, okay. the, the singer, the lead singer there, the vocalist Derek Whibley, he used it to be Avril Lavigne's uh, husband. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, their ages seem so different, don't they? Yeah, I, I'm not sure how uh, about that. I know that Ava Lavigne is kind of old. Yeah, she is, right? <laughs> oh my God, dude! Please don't say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> she's probably the same age as me. Well, yeah. she might be a few years older than me, but <laughs> oh God, she's so old. <laughs> she's probably like 40 or something oh man i didn't say that you hurt you okay but it's because you know i mean for her age if you look at her you see a teenager you know like an eternal teenager there well for me she'll always be like a teenager exactly it's always exactly. like her with her little like and wrist the, warmers and oh yeah and, and Wibley, the the singer, the lead singer from Sun Forty One, he was I don't know how to say that in English, but he he was hakitiku, rakitic. It's a, it's a, an option, you know. You know, a person who's very 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 skinny. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he could eat mountains of food, and he would never ever ever get fat. Crazy, huh? I'd like to have this maybe <laughs> because. But was like a medical, like a real yeah. medical condition? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, we used to say that he was hakitiku. That's the the word in Portuguese. But it was a sickness or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, well, this is divergent from the topic. But uh, people are, I would say, like always wanting to be on the thin side. But there's a lot of problems with being super thin, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Sure, sure. And people are just as critical of extremely thin people as they are of extremely big people. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that he was that skinny just because he wanted to be. I believe it was a medical condition, you know? I see. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, do you know uh, the the band drummer? Uh, he he has uh, a relationship, but I, I don't mean like a relationship like love, okay? Like okay. a connection. He has a connection with the guys from the Jackass. Do you know oh. Steve-O? Do you know Steve him? Steve-O. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's cousin of the drummer of uh, Sum 41. So the drummer of Sum 41 is the cousin of Steve-O. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> My construction here, I tried to construct to build the sentence of thinking in Portuguese, and it sounded crazy and weird even for me to understand that. <laughs> oh, God. It happens all the time. I'm sorry about that, okay? No worries. Hey, so should we talk about some uh, some punk rock? Yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen without any any kind of like, let's go over here and go over there. We can start talking about uh, uh, punk politics, anarcho-punk, punk rock, pop punk, whatever comes to your mind related to punk, it's a lot to talk here today, okay? Perfect. All right, all right. Um, so tell me about your relationship with punk first. Oh I'm just curious. Well, just just out of curiosity, I had already had a band, and I just started playing with this band because all of the guys were into punk rock. So our band basically uh, played songs from Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Green Day, The Offspring, um, let me see. Simple plan. Do you know simple plan? Yeah, simple yeah. plan. And uh, I like, I always had this uh, female voice that you can listen to. And uh, to sing like Pierre did, oh, it was perfect. People thought that I was the singer from Simple Plan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whenever we had a concert here in the city or in our neighbor cities here, all the crowd sang, sing perfect. Perfect, perfect. It was the top one song that everybody wanted us to cover, you know? Oh, I would love to see some of your recordings. By that time, we didn't. We didn't have cameras and stuff like that. I mean, I was 12, 13, girl. I'm 31 <gasps> now. It was long ago, you know? Come on, you must have had camcorders or something. Home no. videos, nothing? Home videos we don't. I have here some pictures, not on this computer, probably on the computer at my house. I used, girl, you have no idea. I used to paint my, my nails in black. I used to put some soap on my hair to, to raise the tomahawk, you know? The mohawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, girl, oh, I was so kind of nice. crazy. The, the people who met me at that time of my life and see me today as a school owner, as an English teacher, they say, what the fuck? What happened here? You They're know? like, we thought you were going to be in jail at some point. <laughs> exactly. That but before the 30s, like most part of the, uh, the rock celebrities, you know? Yeah, it was not the not the case, and I guess I didn't. It didn't work out for me because all the guys started drinking and uh, like uh, getting contact with the weird 
life weird part of life and i was always the little angel there i didn't drink alcohol i didn't smoke i didn't do any shit you know uh so it was like the classic band breakup you know like oh we think that he abuses alcohol too much and so we gotta go exactly. gotta split yeah yeah and uh, just out of curiosity too you know tulio who has classes with us on the zoom class on wednesday yeah. night he was he used it to be the best player of my band ah is that how you guys know each other oh i've known tulio for so long for so long that's such a nice story yeah yeah it's really it's really a cool story and as i said my my relationship with punk well girl i don't know exactly when it started but i believe the first punk song that i ever listened to was the basket case from green day oh i i loved that at the first time it played and said wow this is powerful this is uh fast you know mm -hmm. so i remember having this first first contact with green day and the bands that my band used to cover. But I want to know about you, because I know that you have a more traditional thing inside the punk rock, right? Yeah, but my journey there was a little bit different. Huh. I would say when most people start listening to punk, because it's kind of like rebellion, right? Mm -hmm. Like anti-establishment. And so most of the time when you go through that phase, it's when you're a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say probably the majority of people start listening if they're going to listen to punk rock. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be when you're a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. Mine was much later. I always heard, you know, Green Day and Offspring and things, but I never associated that with punk rock. So I wouldn't have ever said that I was a fan of punk rock. It was only when I went back and started listening to the older stuff and then I was like, oh, I really like this. You know, and then I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. But my my revelation came much later in life, like oh. late in my 20s, I think. Oh, but when, do you remember when was the first time that you started listening to those songs? Uh, yeah, it was with a friend of mine who is much older than me. He's mm -hmm. in his 60s now. And Marcos and I would always go over to his house for pizza because he makes homemade pizza. Marco's your husband? Well, he makes homemade pizza too, but I'm talking about our friend Rick. Uh, uh, he's a mathematician and I met him at the university and we've been friends ever since. Oh um, but we would go over to his house and he would always have punk rock on. And then I, the first time I heard it, I was like, I don't like this kind of music. It's too discordant. You know, like yeah. it doesn't make sense in my ears. And and then he would he would send me like links to songs, you know, like listen to this one, see what you think. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, I like that one. Listen to this one, see what you think. So he was kind of like my introduction to the punk rock and I've loved it ever since. Huh. By the time that you started listening or going to his house and listening to some punk, you were already in love with two, right? Or it was later. Oh yeah, Tool came much earlier. So I believe that it's really different uh, because Tool sounds so organized. Everything is in the right place in the music, you know? And then when you get to punk rock, it's messy, yeah? 
Yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it initially because it is like that. It's like when you hear jazz for the first time and you're like, wait a minute, what's uh, happening? <laughs> uh -huh, totally, totally. Wow. Talking about messy music or disorganized instruments and stuff. I always bring System of a Down to this plate because whenever I listen to them, to them I imagine a live concert and the nothing works in a live concert from system up and down you know i never thought about that oh try to listen to that i tried to and uh i guess it was juan and i we were trying to search for system up and down live girl no 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 not no, good no it's horrible if it was just not good okay because it's difficult music but i mean they are Deaf tone, like uh, the way they, oh my gosh, no, no way, girl. Um, impossible to watch, impossible to watch, you know? There are some bands that are like that, though, you know, like you think that, oh my gosh, I would love to go to their concert or something, but then you hear them live and it's just a completely different experience. So oh, disappointing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. I thought this too when I listened to, what was the band? It was... Oh, it, it wasn't a punk rock band, in fact, but I guess it was a industrial metal band. I don't even remember the name, but I used it to listen to them every day, every day, every day. And I, yeah, Motionless, Motionless in White. Do you know those guys? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's heavy. It's good. You should listen to that. Motionless in White. Girl. Motionless and white. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, in the studio, those guys, oh my gosh, it's so delicious to listen to them. It's so heavy, and they put melody together. It's unbelievably great. But when you listen to them live or in a, an acoustic version, oh, I gave up after 30 seconds or so, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's a point, so disgusting. Oh my God, no. Too bad, too bad. <laughs> but I have another question for you. When I mentioned about the old traditional punk rock, I thought about bands like Ramoni, Sax Pistols, The Clash. Did you did you used to have more time listening to the classical big ones or to the pop punk bands that I already mentioned here? Oh, I think when I was younger, I used to listen more to like the alt-rock post-punk groups. Mm -hmm. But it's only as I I got older and I started going farther back that I got into the real, you know, what's considered real punk. Mm -hmm. I see. Like the 70s punk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then anything after the 70s is kind of considered post-punk, alt-rock. Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah hmm. are you good at uh remembering song na the names of the songs no i'm terrible um, at that because i don't pay attention i see i would you know like i just listen you, and then... i would ask you to say some songs specifically by the names of them that you enjoyed listening for example from sex pistols like the top two classical, it's the Unders in the UK and uh, mm -hmm. God Save the Queen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as like um, 
song names go, every time you ask me, oh, what's your favorite song from that band? I will never be able to tell you. I need to check because I know the lyrics, you know? And then I'm like, okay, and then type those lyrics into Google. Oh, that's the title of, because I never pay attention. <laughs> I see. Wow. For me, it happens in the contrary case. Most part of times I know the name of the song, I know in which album it is, the year that it was recorded, but sometimes I don't remember exactly what the song's about, you know? Even having the name of it, I don't get exactly what they are talking about inside of it. I see. But, you know, I have to say that's something I really like about punk is, is the message a lot of times. I don't know if you if you catch this, but there's so many punk songs that are actually very funny. Hmm. Like sometimes I laugh out loud listening to the songs because they're so hmm, rude or disrespectful. Huh. It makes me laugh, you know? Oh my gosh, you laugh about weird things, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I don't know, like just the, the words of, of something like there's a song on the radio right now it's called like chase lounge have you heard it who sings it on the chase lounge on the chase lounge on all day long on the chase lounge no i don't <laughs> i i don't remember listening to this it's really i mean like bifuzora uh-huh is playing it all the time now oh and then God. uh they have some some phrases in there that have they're called like double entendres you know they have like two meanings oh right this and, this song is this song that you're mentioning has this oh so many oh explain for us some of them please okay so the best one okay uh, the band is called wet leg i think they're from the uk Wet lag. Okay. It's, I think it's two. It's two girls in the band, and so she says, "I went to, I went to college, and I got the big D." Uh huh. <laughs> so, like in in this in the grading system, you get A, B, C, and D. Uh huh. Uh, so a D would be like a bad grade, right? Okay. But the fact that she says, I got the big D, it's like she got a, you know, she hooked up with somebody who was <laughs> fortunate. I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong, but when you talked about this, I didn't think about the grade. I thought about the masculine part. Oh, <laughs> see, her mind already goes straight there. I got the big D and it's, I, I totally forgot about this cool context. I just went to the porn side of the music, you know? Because well, she mentions that it's at college. So you're thinking like academics and everything, but no, that's not. Oh my gosh. And there's just so many of those. And oh gosh, it cracks me up. <laughs> if you talk about funny punk songs or Punk, funny song? No, funny punk songs, yeah? Mm. Oh, I always will remember uh, Bully for Soup. Those guys are really funny. I love their energy, their style of composition. 
songs like High School Never Ends. Oh my gosh, it's so good, you know? So great. They, they, they bring lots of references inside the music, inside their songs. It's, oh, it's, I, I love Do you know this group from Russia, Pussy Riot? No, I don't. Holy shit, man. Like, if you want to talk about offensive material, I mean, they're extremely political. Oh. But it's it's like a very, very uh, late punk, I would say. They only, I don't know exactly what year they were founded, but it was af well after year 2000. They're oh. pretty young. And... Um, Imagine how things are in Russia. I can imagine. And they sing like very strong songs like about political leaders and I like them a lot, but I'm actually surprised they're still alive. Because <laughs> Pussy Riot, yeah? Yeah, Pussy Riot. I'm already going to put this on my Spotify here to check it later. Pussy Riot. We have to watch it with the videos. Oh, okay. So I am going to search for them on YouTube. Yeah, it's gonna be the deal. Wow. wow, I mean, they're an amazing punk band, but it's just so strong. Oh my gosh, there is a Puss Riot here. She's uh, in a CNN Ukraine television reporter. She's in oh with Anderson Cooper. Probably something got wrong there. I don't know. Actually, she just fled Russia. That's why. Oh, okay. So she, I think she fled to, I don't know where she went. Poland. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she got out of Russia because, you know, it was not a very good time to be a political spokesperson. Uh, I, I don't think so, yeah. It, it's two girls. No, there's, it's two girls? I think there's more. More? Oh my gosh. Police state, take a look. Oh, make America great again. Oh, uh, what do you think that one is about? Make America great again? That's the the slogan of the former president, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, uh, it reminds me about some anarcho punks from Brazil. Like, we had some bands here from anarcho punks in Paulo. They... They were so like hard on politics, on politics and stuff. Have you ever heard about blind pigs? No. No, blind pigs, cholera. They were. They are from the eighties and nineties, and like their music is really, really relevant to the punk scene. Blind pigs. I'm making yeah, a note here. Blind pigs. And after a while, they changed it into Portuguese, and they. They got to be called the Parco Cegos. Parco Cegos. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It's a great band. Great band. And my my punk band had many covers from them too, you know? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, so you kind of associate more with like mainstream punk right like oh, i think so i think green so. day rancid offspring not only because i i save a, a lovely spot in my playlist for bands like rancid do you know rancid yeah 
I think Rancid is is considered in that same group, right? Like, oh, I think they are kind of stronger. Not like I don't know anybody else here in the city who knows Rancid. I don't think they are uh, big like Blink or Green Day or The Offspring. You know. Well, I don't know, but I have the impression that it kind of when I was reading about the history of punk, all of those bands kind of came down through the alt rock uh, stream like pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like Nirvana and um, then it was, you know, Offspring, Bad Religion, Rancid, Green Day, and some oh. of the other ones kind of in that category, but I don't, it's maybe because they're from the States. I don't know. Yeah. Mo did you notice that most part of the bands that I really enjoy, they are from the States? Like, so what about like Joy Division and, and groups like that? I don't even know Joy Division. Oh, maybe you would like them. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. And like Talking Heads, Devo, those are all kind of later post-punk bands. Maybe you would like Heads? Yeah, the Talking Heads. Never heard about that. Like uh, Anti-Flag. The what? Anti-Flag. There is a band. The name is Anti-Flag and Black Flag. Do you know those two? Black Flag, I know. I like them a lot. Um, the... Uh, the Dictators, I like a lot. Never heard. They, those ones, they sound so classical to me because I really don't know them. The Dead Kennedys, I'm just sure you don't. Just listen to Dead Kennedys inside the Tony Hawk Pro Skater too, you know? But girl, I didn't, I didn't mention a great band for me that I used to listen. Even nowadays, I listen to them. Have you ever heard about NoFX? No effects. Yeah. In fact, uh, the name of the band is N-O-F-X. It's the Fat Mike. You don't know them. They're big. I don't know. They uh, The Fat Record. The guy has a label there in the U.S., this fat guy, this Fat Mike. And uh, he has devoted his whole life to punk rock, to bringing new bands and helping them, you know, reach new places. You should... You should listen to No Effects. No Effects. Yeah, you should. I will check it out. See, that's why I like having these conversations because yeah. you can teach me about We get to know new things. Like No Effects, it's a band that uh, it's almost, uh, I can't imagine somebody who enjoys punk not knowing like No Effects, you know? Hmm. Like yeah. if, if you know punk, you know, no effects. They are. They sound to me so classical as Sex Pistols or Ramones, for example. You know, maybe I would recognize the songs, but hmm. again, not so good with names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. But Fat Mike, the the lead singer there, he wouldn't let you forget about him. If you oh, him, you would know that. Oh, okay, he's talking about Fat Mike. You know. Yeah, at Mike. I don't know how how it would sound in Portuguese. Like uh, Mike, uh, Mike in Portuguese. Is there any name for us here that uh, like John, João, Peter, Pedro, Mike? But Mike is from Michael, so it would be like Michael. 
Michael, yeah, Michael Gordo, <laughs> like Fat Mike. Michael Gordo. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know? We have uh, João Gordo here from Ratos de Porão, do you know? João Gordo? No. Ah, oh, the guy, do you know MTV, right? Mm -hmm. In MTV Brazil, he was the top rock player and uh, he had a really punk band, but the kind of punk that I hate. You know those punk bands who sing like and you can't understand anything? Yeah. It's this kind of punk that I really don't like. I, I don't I, know, even know what that's considered, but I also don't like that. I don't like that aspect of hard metal either, like screaming metal. Mm -hmm. I, oh, it's wait. not. Wait, 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 wait. Screaming metal? You are not bringing things like uh, the Curry Taylor screaming, right? No, I'm saying like, uh, like screaming to the point where you can't understand them. Okay, okay. So probably you don't like screamo, uh, screamo that much, yeah? It's like, you know, that... <laughs> where it's literally just screaming? No, that's, that's not my favorite kind of music. You sounded a lot like Donald Duck here to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what they sound like to me, too. <laughs> yeah, gosh. If I were a little better at adding videos and stuff, I would put a Donald Duck... Uh, Right after you there, yeah, <laughs> to, to pretend that you, you were imitating him. Yeah, well, that's so funny. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't talk to you about the, the bands like, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, when a guy from a band has a second band. There is a specific name in English for us to talk about this. Associated Acts. Okay, so like uh, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, mm -hmm. he has associated acts bands like the Angels and Airwaves, do you know them? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I think it's pretty common, especially after some time that the band is really established, and then they're like, oh, I kind of want something new to do, so... Exactly, exactly. I don't like Angels and Their Waves, but I do enjoy the associated acts from Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus and uh, Travis Baker. The Plus 44, I think, mm -hmm. really good. There's just an album, but it's really good. And the Boxcar Racer. Have you ever heard Boxcar Racer? Oh, the, the album is from the 2000s, okay? But girl, do you like Tom DeLong? Do you like the way he sings and mm -hmm, stuff? I do. So it's I I can say that uh, Box Racer is even better than Blink 182 because it's <gasps> the whole, yeah no. sacrilege. <laughs> wait up, wait up! It's because it's the, the whole creation of Tom DeLong's mind. Imagine Tom inside blink but where he he would be the only responsible to write the songs you know okay all right i'll give it a try i'm gonna yeah. let you know though i might be criti criticizing you in my mind later like <laughs> you are no you're gonna love it you're gonna okay. love it you're gonna the only sad part about this it's this band just has one album too it's mm. from 2000 you know yeah And uh, if you think about this, uh, Plus 44 is from 2006, when your heart stopped beating. Oh my gosh, it, it's been a while, yeah? 
it's been a while since the last time they those guys were together and recording stuff but i heard something i heard something interesting Matt Skiba posted on his uh, Instagram that he doesn't know if he's still in the band or if he isn't because Tom DeLong is trying to get his position back again inside Blink-22. Oh. Are you serious? And uh, I heard that on Lulapalooza 2023, they were going to be together here in Brazil. <gasps> Can we go? I asked my wife. She said, no. So probably I won't be able to. Uh, try again. Buy her roses and try again. I told her, Rafa, I will go with you to rodeo. We can go to a funk music concert, whatever you want. And she said, no, you don't go to Sao Paulo to watch Blink-182. And I said, you can tell her that I will be your monitor. And since I'm like old like almost 40. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm responsible. Okay? I'm very responsible. Well, I can offer her. I can offer her this possibility probably. It's going to be a little bit easier for us to let know. Jimmy and baby. Yeah, oh imagine. Imagine that. It would be and who uh, who can Juan. Who can't be out of this rock uh, rock uh, rock holy, you know? Yeah. Ah, girl. Oh, that'd be awesome. Imagine these guys getting together again. Dude. Have have you have you heard the last albums from Blink-182 after Matt Skiba? Like the California and the other one. I mean, the quality is still, for me, the quality is still there. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I like a lot. I like a lot the two new albums from them. I, but I imagine that with Tom... Things are going to get even better, you know? You remember that they broke up before, right? Why they broke up? You remember that they did break up. Like, it was, gosh, how long ago? Oh, yeah, in 2007, after Take Off Your Pants and Jackets. Yes. Yeah. So and I remember when my, because I, I have a friend, Mira, and she is the biggest Blink-182 fan you've ever uh -huh. seen. Like, she knows every lyric to every song, every date to every song ever came out. And <laughs> I went over to her house because her grandma had died. And then she was, like, with her phone, and she was just like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, honey, it'll be okay. I, like, I know you're sad. And she's like, no, these are tears of happiness. I just thought that Blink-182 is getting back together. Oh my gosh! At the same yeah. time as her grandmother has died, yeah, it was like the same week, and then like the news came out that they were reuniting, and then she was so happy. <laughs> At least she had a good reason to cry, you know, not a bad one. Huh? And it, it like, it was all very involved with her grandma too, because she has still some blink and need to do with her grandma. No okay. joke. Her grandma used to listen to Blink-182. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> lord. Like, just for her. Man, but I remember that when they got back together in 2009, they, they launched it. They released an album, Neighborhood, if I'm not wrong. And it was not a great album. I'd say that the only song that I enjoyed from that album is The Girl Next Door. Just this. Like... It was clear it was clear to me that they got back together but they were not writing songs together you know mm, there was a little bit of friction still in the yeah yeah but 
if we can talk about uh, good players inside the the rhythm the style the punk style i'd say for me that the Travis baker is the top guy inside the punk rock yeah. or better even inside the rock because that guy is a really great drummer right yes wow dude oh have you ever heard machine gun Kelly? Mm -hmm. what do you think about him <laughs> okay be careful be careful i think he's got a lot of talent ah okay okay but i think he's a pretty weird dude oh yeah i agree with you about uh, in the part of the talent about being weird about the song for example the tickets to my downfall the album have you ever <clears throat> to to listen to that i don't think i've heard the whole album a couple of songs but i mean yeah i think he's he's great mm -hmm. he, he's really i have a hard time separating my opinion of him from his music i guess okay you know that he came from from uh hip-hop right yes and just i think i started seeing stuff about him in the news before i looked into his music and then like my opinion was kind of formed and then I was super critical of his music. I should have done it the opposite way, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the, the news colored your opinion about him before getting to know him for real, for, by the music, right? A bit, but I'm trying to let that go because I, I legit think he's got talent. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked you that exactly because I know that lots of people hate him, especially because he likes to tease the guys like uh, Curry Taylor, like the, man, the monsters of rock he loves to tease those guys i believe he does this because he's uh uh an asshole maybe yeah yeah maybe an asshole or maybe insecure or maybe seeking attention i don't know i just like it's that kind of um i don't know that kind of childishness that i don't like i see i see i don't know if it's because he's still young or what but well he's not that young yeah, I mean, it's not necessary. I mean, the guy has got talent here. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, we have okay. a, a visitor. Who? Who is there? Patrick? Nope, the other one. Okay. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. Hi. I know. <laughs> Say hi. Because I have my headphones in. Oh, she can't listen to me, right? Mm -mm. I know. That's why I was like just moving like that. <laughs> yeah, I I got the next point. One moment. Okay. But you have to take it out in the living room, okay? Okay. There you go. My very punk lifestyle, putting slime videos on my phone for my kids so I can record you know. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, would you imagine yourself doing something like this? No. Neither. No. I considered myself a lab rat for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know. It wasn't in my wildest imaginations that I would turn into a teacher. 
I can say the same. I mean, I thought that I was going to be work to be working with a computer or something related to that. Like fixing computer, the worst profession ever because people just call you whenever they have a trouble or a problem. They will never mm -hmm. call you to say, hey teacher, let's have ice cream together this afternoon, you know? Yeah. They would say, my computer's broken, what do I do? Next, uh, okay, they would say, my computer's broken, the supermarket is stopped and I need you to fix it now. I said now. Yeah, I already a lot heard. of pressure. Oh my gosh, I already heard this. Whenever it was the tenth day of the month, like when the the paychecks, the salaries people were getting. Oh, I already had the terrible nights of sleep because I knew that the computers would be in trouble. Somebody would do a shit there, and I would be needed to be there in no time to fix a problem that. Uh, there was no solution, you know? <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't think I would like that pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I became a teacher and people tend to say that being a teacher is so stressful and stuff like that, but I don't see it that way. At least it, here inside VPFI or the school where I work, girl, it's so oh delightful. You go there, you have friendship with students. Oh, it's, no, it's, Ah, what age group do you teach? I teach from kindergarten to fifth grade. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, most part of my mornings, all my mornings, I'm at that school, the Dombo school. And uh, afternoons and evenings, I'm here at VPFI. Well, I would still say it's probably stressful because you're a business owner, but... Maybe you, you don't feel like the supermarket is going to break down if you don't fix the damn computer. Exactly. I believe the, the kind of stress that I feel, it's different, you know? I tend to let to the guys who work here, like, uh, you can do inside the class the way you believe it's going to work, and they bring back results to me. So I believe this is the best way to do. That's why I don't want to even think about franchising my business, you know? Imagine. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you have to do this this way. It's going to work like that. It's going to, oh, no, 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 no. That's not very punk. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not very punk for sure, right? I have a funny story before, before we go. Okay. So uh, when we lived in Finland, there's lots of punks, like a lot. And the biggest of all, uh is a guy who you would never expect so he's like a scientist right really top top scientist uh-huh like it's well i won't say the names of the funding because it won't make sense but like all of the really top research facilities get funding from certain places like get money for their research from certain places and he always gets the best because he's really powerful researcher uh -huh. and so I always heard his name because I worked with one of his collaborators oh you know Howie Jacobs he's like the greatest researcher and so you're expecting somebody who's kind of like well nerd you know mm -hmm. well like professor looking yeah and then you meet him 
and he's got like camo pants, like camouflage pants, combat boots, a blue mohawk, like punk rock t-shirt. He drives like a beetle that he had imported from the UK that has zebra stripes on it. Like no joke, this guy is, he's the most punk you could ever imagine. And he's got like this really deep, educated, cultured voice, you know? So you hear him talk and you're like, this whole thing, it works, but it doesn't match, you know? Like you'd never expect to see somebody who's like this very well-respected researcher to look like that. I can't believe, I can't. Don't you have a picture of this guy? Yeah, I do. He was Marcos's boss. Like Marcos did his postdoctoral studies under this guy. Oh. And he's just incredible. Like he's the smartest guy you'll ever talk to. But yeah, total punk. Have you ever talked to him about music? A few times, yeah. But uh, I wasn't really into punk when I knew him. Okay, all right. I did do shots with him once, but <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you what what was his favorite band because I got curious about that. The t-shirts like know. the t-shirts that he used to wear. Do you remember from which bands they were? No, I don't. He was like really hardcore punk though. I can imagine hardcore. There's hardcore. a style. Really interesting. Hardcore. Spikes and wow, he was something else. Man, you mentioning this guy, it uh, it brought to my memory a teacher that I had. He was an arts teacher, and his name was Marcão. He lives here in the city, City. Mm -hmm. and uh, he went to to school with like a black boot, you know, those soldier boots, you know. Yeah. Black pants, black jacket, and a t-shirt from Misfits. You know Misfits. Oh yeah. <laughs> He would like long hair, and he arrived in the class and said, Hey, everybody, if you want to play truco, you play poker, you play, play whatever the fuck you want. I'm gonna sleep because I have a headache. And he sat in the, in the chair like this, like, Okay, whenever, uh, when the class is over, just let me know. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. The level, the level of the arts teacher that I had. Oh my gosh. No. Well, see, and then he taught you more about punk with his attitude than you ever would have learned. I said, oh, And it reminds me how good it's the movie School of Rock with Jack Black. You know, Black oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack Black? Black Jack. Yeah, Jack Black. Jack Black. I was thinking about Black Jack, Jack Black, but that movie is great too. Did you like? Did you enjoy yeah, it? I loved it. I like And Jack Black. He's funny. Did you watch the movie? The last question to end this because I have an appointment uh, in the following moments. Did you enjoy the Tenacious D, the pick of Destiny? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't it a great movie? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um... Wait, I had a question for you. Because you said when we were talking before you started recording, you said that you were going to tell me something, but you wanted it to be live. Was it about Blink-182? Did I? Yeah, you were like, I have something to tell you, but it's got to be while we're recording. Oh, my gosh. 
I really forgot if I had to say something. Don't you think it's about the Blink-182 being together again in Lollapalooza 2023? That's what I was asking. Like, was that about Blink-182? Is that what you were talking about? I thought it was. I, I don't remember exactly. It Wasn't it about Good Charlotte? I don't know. Uh, we were talking about Tony Hawk before. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I don't know. Well, hey, I'm going to leave you with one band that I think you need to check out, okay? Please. Because I only learned about them last year, and they're totally fucking awesome. Huh. Um, from the UK in the 70s, called The Sound. The Sound? The Sound. Like a... D-H-E-S-O-U-N-D? Yes. Ah, just this? Just that. It's really light, okay? No okay. But I like it a lot. Give it a listen and tell me what you think, okay? The sound. The sound. I'm also going to send you some Joy Division. I am going to put I am going to put in another tab here in the right off Pussy Riot, okay? So it's going to be the sound. I am going to put this in the YouTube. It's going to throw thousands. Okay, the sound. I am going to start with the song, the 1975. Okay. All right. I will, I will send my opinion to you as soon as I finish. The, oh, my gosh. In fact, do you know when I am going to have my next free time now? 10 o'clock tonight. 8 p.m. Yeah, I'm going to have class like now for four to five, five to six, six to seven, seven to eight. You know? I'm going to the bar tonight, so. Really? What bar are you going to? Gringo's. Oh, I love that place. I haven't been there in years, but my friend is having a birthday party tonight, so we're going to go also. Yeah, it's right by our house. Yeah. It's near your house there? Yeah. Next time I go, I will invite you to go to It's that. within walking distance. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Oh, it's good because I am going to ask you. I am going to go to Jabuticabal. I'm going to go. No, I'm going to Jabuticabal to record a video from you talking some things the next time we are together, okay? Oh, okay. Sure. I'll let you know when it's going to happen. But... I'm gonna go. All right, girl? All right. Sounds good. Oh, I loved this episode. It's so great to talk about rock and punk and music with you, Emily. Really good. Yeah, so good. fun. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun. So I'll see you soon, girl. Have a great All right. Day. See you. Bye-bye, Emily. Bye. I'm going to end it up.